Megan, I am so darn excited to see your face on the other side of the camera here with our microphones again. I know. It's so fun. Yeah. Me too. Hi, Casey. I know. Yay. Welcome to the show. Thank you, ma'am. I was just getting done telling everybody how we used to have our own podcast and how we met in nutrition school and everything. And so for a little kind of like throwback, let's start off with the Project Nourish question of how are you nourishing yourself right now? Good question. Okay. So in the last, you know, I want to say like year or two, I have super got into uh, organs and eating organs and the benefits of organs. So I think that organs are a one food that makes people super squirmish when they hear the word, Mm -hmm. but also it's just a incredible superfood that we are missing out on. I think in today's modern society. So a lot of people are used to like eating the muscle, right? So chicken breasts, steaks, you know, fish fillets, um, but they are not eating liver, heart, kidney, spleen, testicles, like brain, tongue. I mean, we're, we're just not doing it. It's just not the norm. And so that's been something that I have really intentionally been trying to explore and get more into. So the benefits of eating the organs, and especially to a lot of people will think like, oh man, the organs, aren't those, you know, the, the filter and don't they store a lot of the toxins and things? And that is really a big misconception out there. So I, I want to clear that up, you know, especially with the liver, the liver methylates the toxins and puts them into forms where our body can flush them out and get rid of them. You know, we can dump them into our GI tract. Our body can excrete them, pee and poop them out. And so what the liver retains is a ton of nutrient density. So vitamins A, D, E, and K, the fat-soluble vitamins, uh, it's loaded with B vitamins. It's loaded with antioxidants. It's loaded with um, all just iron, you know, heme iron, um, just all kinds of incredibleness. And so that's what you're left with. So when you're eating the organs, um, you know, kind of talking about the liver, I mean, you're getting all of those incredible benefits. You're not getting all those toxins that people are typically more scared of. And so I really just started with like doing organ capsules. You know, there's a couple incredible companies out there that make really good high quality stuff. So I would just order their capsules and I would be sure to take their capsules every single day. I actually started using liver and like a beef organ mix as my prenatal, which was super cool. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I got away from, I mean, I was using really good high quality prenatals, but I actually, after Lena was born, got more into just taking the organs regularly as, you know, the capsules as my prenatal, which is pretty neat. So, but yeah, I was doing the capsules and then I got more into like the actual raw liver and incorporating into my meals. And it's actually not been as bad as I thought it was going to be. So I I feel like I'm pretty confident with the liver. Now I'm exploring like other things like kidney, uh, (laughs) heart, things like that, which are a little bit more um, firm. It's kind of weird to work with, but it's not terrible. Okay. How are you consuming them? Are you cooking them or so I know with the liver and I do the same. I cut it up and I freeze it. Yeah. Little liver shot is just just little chunks. And per Dr. Demi's recommendation, I do some raw honey with it cool. and just, you know, just shove it down my throat, basically. Yeah, that's I chew that's it. incredible. But, yeah. Yeah. And I feel such a difference. Oh my gosh, the energy levels are off the charts. Yeah. So especially what we're going to be talking about today in terms of like 
brain clarity, mental alertness, you know, energy overall, like physical energy. Um, when you start looking at the nutrients that are involved in supporting the brain and supporting the mitochondria to make ATP for energy, you, you know, B vitamins are foundational. And again, your liver is going to be a powerhouse of B vitamins. I mean, you're going to find them in concentrations in the liver that you just don't find them in anything else. Forget about plants. It's just not going to happen. Even animal muscles, you know, you're going to find your B vitamins, but nothing like you find them in the liver and other organs. So that's especially where your energy and your clarity and, you know, the kind of fog lift uh, from the brain, you know, it's it's like this light shining from heaven. It's like, whoa, I've never experienced this before. I mean, your body is just getting more nutrients than it's probably ever experienced from your foods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I voxer Dr. Demi one day and just, I mean, I was so freaking excited and just like, um, like I can fucking conquer the world right now. I have so much energy. She's like, well, we've called it. Yeah. <laughs> she was also pretty smart. Yep. Yeah. And so the other thing that I really, really like about organs is you can actually, so Chinese medicine goes back to like supporting like. So think about like, if you have digestive issues, if you have like gallbladder, maybe your gallbladder has been removed or you're having like uh, fat absorption insufficiency, or you're, you know, pooping and you see pellets in the toilet, or you've got these slick skid marks down the toilet bowl, and you know you're having some fat emulsification issues, fat absorption issues, you can actually take things like gallbladder uh, to support that specific organ, or you can take, you know, intestines, right, to support the stomach. Um, a lot of people with thyroid issues, so you can actually take thyroid. I've actually had tons of clients take thyroid to support their like hypothyroid concerns over like prescription medications out there. And it works wonders for many, many, many people. I mean, obviously a lot can go into that where you can have other, you know, dysfunction stressors in the body that are leading to your symptoms. But for the most part, if you're kind of taking the like supports like, um, it can really support the body system. And you can see a ton of improvements with, you know, why that system is dysfunctioning by giving it what it needs to ultimately function optimally, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, so cool. Right? Our bodies are so neat. I know. Yeah. Okay, so wait, I, I distracted you. How are you cooking? Oh, yes. Or preparing the other organs? Yeah, so there's a couple companies, uh, US Wellness Meats. We order raw liver from them. And so the raw liver, I actually make a pate with. So I cook it with a ton of grass-fed butter. I mean, a ton of grass-fed butter, um, like an onion and some herbs. So I'll put like a bunch of oregano, thyme, basil, rosemary, kind of whatever I'm feeling. And then once it's cooled down a little bit, I'll put it in my food processor and blend it up. And then I actually, Lena and I love it. My 15-month-old, like we will sit there and eat it by the spoonful. We'll eat it with like maybe some carrots or bell pepper, um, gluten-free crackers, you know, something like that. It's just super delish. So that's how I've been doing liver. And then they also make a mixture where you can actually buy organs that have already been ground into ground beef. So, oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So if you're a little bit more squirmish, I honestly think that is the best way to start is find companies. That's the way I started. Yep. Yeah. So find companies like U.S. Wellness Meats, uh, Force of Nature. Um, There's a couple other ones, but those are primarily where we get our ground mixes from. But yeah, you can just go on there and you'll see ground beef mixed with like a heart, kidney, liver, typically mixture. And then so we take that pound and we mix it with a pound of regular grass fed ground beef. That way you just kind of have like 
a little bit more dilution to the taste because it can be a little bit more pungent at first. And then we make everything we would typically make with ground beef. Um, they also have like ground chicken with chicken livers, chicken hearts, stuff like that. So you can get it with like beef, chicken, bison. I mean, there's options out there, which is cool. So then you can just make your meatballs, stir fry, hamburger patties, you know, whatever you would typically be doing, meatloaf. And that's a great way to start incorporating organs. Oh, I love it. It was interesting when I started posting on my Instagram stories about eating raw liver, how many people commented that they love cooked chicken livers and making like chicken liver pate, which I have not tried yet, but yeah, yeah, everybody was all about the chicken liver. That's awesome. That's great. I I think I wish that more people would, um, you know, catch on to this and start eating organs just because they are, they're, they're so incredible. Um, and especially people with like anemia, like low iron, um, or even like low B vitamins. I mean, that's one of the best things that you can do is just start eating organs, you know, bump it up. And if you can get to where you're eating some kind of organ every single day, that's the goal. If you're doing it two or three times a week, that's a great place to start. Even if you're like once a month, I mean, hey, it's better than nothing. But if you're at that place, I would say get the capsules, just be taking them every single day, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I love it. So speaking of energy levels and optimizing our health, we were chatting before the show about how unique it is as an elopement and wedding photographer, both the demands on our bodies, as well as the demands on our kind of creativity and our cognition. So, you know, it's some days as an elopement photographer, you may be hiking 10 miles, you carry so much heavy equipment with camera gear. And basically, our backpacks have all kinds of stuff in case something goes wrong from like sewing kits to eyelashes. Like (laughs) we have it all. It is like the ultimate MacGyver kit. So they're super heavy. And it just requires a lot on our bodies. Early mornings, late nights, we're editing, you have to be super creative. How can we support ourselves? Because it's really easy to get into a trap of, okay, I'm going to have a frozen burrito and a Red Bull and I'm going to crush this day. (laughs) But not so much. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So my brain automatically goes to tons of snacks, obviously water for hydration. I would be bringing like all of the supplements and nutrients to just be like dosing myself with stuff (laughs) as I need (laughs) mitochondrial or adrenal support, or I need energy, or I do need more like blank brain clarity. Like what can I be taking for that? (laughs) That's where my, that's where my thought process goes. So we'll dive into all that stuff. But I mean, to answer your question. So first I kind of want to address like, yes, I mean, you guys are super hardcore, right? I mean, like what an epic job too, like hiking and you've got like your backpack full of stuff with tons of weight, like you're getting your workout in pretty cool. Right. Um, But so in the first place, like if you are, you know, if you're someone that is doing all of that and you feel a huge demand on your body, you're tired as you're hiking, you feel like your brain is not functioning optimally, like you feel a little bit of mental fatigue, maybe physical fatigue, and you just know internally like, hey, I don't feel like my 100% self, like something is going on. Like, how do you optimize that? Like, what do you do? So you got to kind of go back to like, look at the foundations of what does your diet look like? Are you hydrating your yourself? Like, are you bringing enough water? Um, Are you getting in movement other days, you know, beyond those elopement um, sessions where you're out moving your body and taking care of yourself and training that way? Like that stuff is so important. But also too, you've got to think about 
what is going on internally that's maybe causing some dysfunction, you know, some things to go on that is affecting the brain, that's affecting mitochondrial, you know, ATP energy production, like what could be um, hurting those processes, right? So I automatically think, you know, um, in today's world, we're up against so much, right? Like there are more toxins in today's environment, in our food, in our water, in our air, in our personal care products and our beauty products than ever before in the history of mankind. And is your body maybe being overburdened with all of those things? Is your toxic load just overflowing the bucket and you really need to figure out what's going on and reduce all of that? So you just got to go to look at your food, your water, you know, what you're getting exposed to. Um, so think about our food for one. You know, people talk about buying organic and the importance of um, organic, non-GMO, right? All of those things. And I mean, look at what they are using on farms to grow crops. I mean, they're spraying everything with herbicides, insecticides, pesticides, 2,4-D. I mean, it is crazy. And then they harvest all that stuff and they package it up and they put it in the grocery store. They make other foods with it and then they sell it to us. And we're ultimately ingesting all of those toxic chemicals. So you start talking about cognitive issues, you know, brain dysfunction, energy concerns. You got to, you know, go back to look at your food. Same thing with your water. Are you drinking a really good filtered water? Like, are you aware of your water quality? Um, and some people might be, yeah, you know, I buy a bottled water. I, you know, have a fridge filter and that's what I fill up my water bottle for, for the day. Um, but unfortunately those things are not filtered to the extent that they need to be to keep up with the contaminants that are found in our local groundwater. So there are studies that are being done that see microplastics in our rainwater and in the glaciers. That was crazy. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. So there are microplastics in the glaciers in Antarctica. Like it's wild. There is plastic everywhere. And also too, so think about like people pouring um, like unused prescription medications or even just like what is excreted out of their body from the prescriptions, from hormones, from antidepressants, um, all kinds of stuff, right? Like that is also found in our groundwater along with, you know, Giardia, bacteria, Salmonella, all kinds of other parasites, bacteria, things that are hanging out down there. And so unfortunately, like bottled water and fridge filters just aren't getting much of that out. They just aren't. So you can actually go to the Environmental Working Group. Uh, it's really cool if you go to ewg.org. You can look up your tap water database. And so um, ewg.org, tap water da database, type in your zip code, and it will tell you all of the common contaminants that are found in your local water that are at levels that are a big concern. So I'm talking about carcinogens. I'm talking about heavy metals. I'm talking about you know, estrogen mimicking um, compounds. I'm talking about all kinds of things that are really creating a lot of issues in our bodies. So going back to like brain function, energy, um, also too, like if you're a woman and having issues with your menstrual cycle, if, you know, you're seeing issues in your kids, like ADD, ADHD, attention, focus, behavioral problems, um, that all goes back to the toxins that we are exposed to every single day in our food, in our water, in our environment. So, Check out your water. Um, also, and we will have all of this linked up in the show notes in case people are like frantically. If you're listening, driving, don't don't get in a wreck. We have it all in the show notes. Definitely, yeah. And I can I can put something together for you too um, to give to people. But so 
you know, food, water concerns. Um, also to even just think about like our air, you know, they've done testing on our air and we're seeing, uh, tire particles, obviously gasoline, you know, fumes, um, all kinds of stuff in our air. So when your neighbor is spraying their yard right now with weed killer and pesticides, man, shut your windows, turn your air filters on. Um, don't bring that stuff in. But I mean, it's a, it's a really big concern. I mean, this is just what is in our environment that we're exposed to every single day. So having like good air purifiers in the house is also super important. So just some things that you can take care of you know, foundationally, you really want to get a handle on and you want to be aware of this stuff because ultimately it's what's causing dysfunction in your body, right? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Getting to that root kind of cause and figuring out because I think these are things people wouldn't automatically think of. Right. They're like, how do I just have more energy to hike up this mountain and be an epic, you know, photographer and kick ass at this photo shoot? It's like, okay, yeah, I can bring more snacks and, you know, maybe take a, a break and kind of give my legs a rest. Um, but you got to go back to like the root cause issue of what we're seeing in the world, right? So, yeah. yep. And also too, I mean, a lot of these things, right, create inflammation. Um, inflammation in the brain, inflammation in the body. So number one thing is you got to reduce the inflammation, right? Get the toxins out, reduce that inflammation to help the brain um, ultimately and the body ultimately function as it's designed to. Mm-hmm. So um, food, water, air. I'm also just thinking about like um, personal care products, household cleaners, you know, things that people don't typically think about. You're going to be exposed to a ton of toxins and that kind of stuff. And again, you can use the environmental working group. They've got something called the skin deep database. You can start looking up all of your products, which is really awesome. Just type in the name, check it out, see where it falls on the scale from zero to 10 in terms of how toxic is this product that I'm using. Is it, you know, maybe not safe and I need to switch out something, Um, especially right now with summer coming along. Everybody is lathering up with their sunscreen. Yes. (laughs) So there's a ton of chemicals in sunscreen that are extremely concerning, like oxybenzone is one. Um, There's actually chemicals in our like conventional sunscreens that are creating the bleaching or blanching of our coral reefs. So people are like lathering themselves up with sunscreen, getting into the water and killing our sea life. It's so, 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 so sad. So didn't Hawaii, they were going to, or they did, they banned certain ingredients from being or banned sunscreens that contain those ingredients. Yeah, they did. Hawaii did a few years back. I want to say like, man, four or five years ago. Yeah. I remember that we had talked about that previously. Yeah. So things, you know, that people just don't typically think about, but also, you know, being a photographer climbing, like you guys definitely are using sunscreen and other products um, that could ultimately be putting toxins in your body that are damaging your mitochondria that are ultimately creating an effect on your energy and creating fatigue and creating, you know, brain dysfunction and cognitive issues, right? So what you guys are putting on your skin definitely matters too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always just cringe when I'm at a trailhead and see, you know, people spraying themselves with- Banana boat and- Yes, exactly. Like (laughs) banana boat or copper toad. And then they're spraying their kids and their kids are like screaming and coughing. (laughs) And I'm just, oh my gosh. And that's that's the other thing is the aerosols. Man, putting those toxins into the environment, into our air, which is another pollutant that you're ultimately breathing in. That's just part of this toxic bucket, this overflow of issues. Yeah. So don't use that. There's companies like Beauty Counter that make like a spray- 
using air, like straight air, which is awesome. And there's a ton of other great companies out there, like Badger is one that I've looked into for my kid and some other things. But you can use the Environmental Working Group and you can find really good, safer options, which is mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah, it's so awesome. So, yeah. So when you think about... Um, so we've got kind of like the the foundational stuff, right? Like food, water, air, environment, products. Um, yes, they all create toxins. They create inflammation in the body. But what about other things that create inflammation in the body, right? So a big part of gut or excuse me, brain dysfunction is going to come from gut dysfunction. So are you maybe someone that has GI issues like constipation, diarrhea, bloating, gas, you know, floating stools, all these other things? If you've got dysfunction in the gut, you've got inflammation in the gut, which is leading to brain inflammation. Okay. And so then after you kind of got the foundational stuff, you maybe have to take a deeper dive into the body to start looking for what's going to be creating inflammation in the body, ultimately producing those toxins. So things like bacteria, parasites, viruses. Um, You can also have um, external toxins from mold, mold toxins, uh, plastics, you know, chemicals from food, contaminants in water, other things that we've been talking about. So there could be a lot of things going on that are ultimately causing, you know, this root cause dysfunction for you just not feeling like an epic, you know, uh, badass elopement photographer, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, something else I was kind of thinking of, too, uh, I want to touch on sugar for sure, uh, because, you know, just thinking about having lots of snacks on hand and everything, sometimes you just don't necessarily have time to eat or you're just not even thinking about it. And being at a, a place where you're not going to get hangry. I've heard so many photographers, they're talking about, you know, especially at traditional weddings where they don't get a meal and they are just talking about how hangry they are by the end of the night. And I mean, of course, you know, you go all day without eating, you're going to get hungry eventually. But being able to have those stable blood sugar levels where you're not just on a roller coaster all day long. Yeah, a hundred percent. So also too, when you have blood sugar dysregulation going on and you've got insulin dysregulation, that is actually a major inflammatory inflammatory process of the brain. So when you've got those high levels of inflammation or insulin and then low, right, that uh, roller coaster, that can actually cause a lot of dysfunction in the brain and brain inflammation. So sugar is everywhere. Um, It's said that in 1821, the average American ate about 10 pounds of sugar per year. And today the average American eats about 180 pounds of sugar per year. That is shocking to me. I mean, that's the size of a like a good size dude. <laughs> it's a full grown man. <laughs> it's a full grown man. Yes. So think about, you know, sugar is literally everywhere. Um, and sugar has been shown to be highly addictive just as much as alcohol and cocaine. Um, and it's not illegal like cocaine is. It is literally in effing everything. Yeah. Everything. Um, it's so crazy. When we've taught Restart, just having people read labels, they hate us yeah. because... They can't buy anything. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, right, you eat sugar, um, a healthy, balanced meal, proteins, fats, carbs, nutrients get converted into energy, blood sugar goes up, it's normal. Um, And then when blood sugar reaches that upper limit, pancreas secretes insulin, and then insulin takes the excess sugar out of the blood, stores in liver and the muscles. And then a few hours later, when your blood sugar begins to drop, pancreas secretes 
glucagon, which takes the sugar out of storage and puts it back into the blood for energy, right? Like that's normal. Um, when you've got dysregulation and you're eating too much sugar, it is going to store that tissue in your adipose tissue. It's going to create fat, um, which is not good. Um, it's going to strain the liver. It's going to strain the muscles. It's going to stress the liver out. And then you're going to start producing cortisol, which is a stress response hormone. And as that cortisol is being produced, your body is actually creating more adipose tissue or more fat tissue to store that cortisol in. So you've just got this whole cascade of dysregulation and dysfunction. And you also have inflammation, you know, being produced this entire time, which is ultimately creating dysfunction in the brain, right? So then you've got mood, cognitive issues, concerns, you've got energy concerns, you know, blood sugar is definitely key when it comes to supporting yourself with day-to-day activities, especially when you have a more physically demanding job. Um, You really want to make sure you've got blood sugar regulation, you've got good snacks, you've got good hydration, you're eating proper, you know, eating times and windows, you're not overeating, but you're not undereating. You've got right amounts of protein, carbs, and fats. You've got some good, healthy snacks. Super important. So especially when it goes back to diet, okay, well, what are what are things that I should be eating, right? Mm-hmm. What do I need to be bringing with me? So um, with my clients, I kind of like to start them at like a paleo-ish template. So depending on like where they're at, what they're eating, I really want one for them to start cooking more meals at home. You know, Mm -hmm. people that eat out, unfortunately, restaurants are using conventionally raised animals. So they are buying the cheap chicken, the cheap beef, you know, things that were raised with antibiotics and hormones. So you're ultimately microdosing yourself with antibiotics and hormones. Uh, Mm -hmm. They were fed really crappy diets with genetically modified corn, soy. I mean, I've read um, information about cows being fed gummy bears and candy because they have Um, oh my gosh. They have seven stomachs, so they can process that and they can still turn it into, you know, metabolic fuel, but it's like they're still being fed crap. So think about when they're, yeah. you know, building their cells, it's based out of just junk. Oh. And then you eat that, you know, steak yeah. or whatever. And you think about kind of the woo-woo like spiritual side of it too. Those animals are not living happy lives. They are not at all. And that I truly believe that that can play an impact. Oh yeah. In our food and how we consume it. And just, I mean, it's a whole other topic, but exactly. When those animals are stressed out again, they're producing cortisol, they're producing adrenaline, they're producing those stress response hormones. They are inflamed. Um, and when they are stressed, it's just like us, right? We need to be in a parasympathetic state to digest our food. So we need to be relaxed We need to be calm. We need to be thinking about eating our food, about eating that next meal. Our body needs to be secreting those digestive juices. And that doesn't happen when we're stressed out. It doesn't happen when we're on the go. It doesn't happen when we're multitasking. Um, You really need to take a couple minutes. Okay, sit, chill, do a couple deep breaths, intentionally think about your meal, and then let all those natural processes happen for us to digest our food and absorb those nutrients out of our food. It's so important because then our nutrients go to support our brain function and our you know, mitochondria function and produce energy and all these things that we're talking about. So if you have that first step of dysregulation where you're just stressed out and on the go, boom, you're going to see this whole cascade effect of your brain not working, your energy is sluggish, et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. So same thing with the animal. If those animals are stressed out, um, they're 
you can look at the muscle, you can look at the nutrient density of the meat you're getting from them, and it is so depleted. So you talk about B vitamins and antioxidants and all these, you know, vitamin A and all these other amazing things It's in very little amounts in those types of animals. So that's, again, why you want to stay away from the restaurants is because that's what they're serving you. And unfortunately, they're using a ton of seed oils, you know, canola oil, vegetable oil, cotton seed. Uh, they're all hydrogenated, trans fat, you know, all this stuff that is so cardiovascular, just terrible for us. Um, inflammatory, bad for the brain, bad for the body. So you, you really want to just start cooking more. That's the main thing. And if people are like, oh, man, I have to cook. Uh, get a crock pot, <laughs> get an Instapot. Instapot. Oh my God. Yeah. So easy. So simple. Look up a recipe. I always recommend people look for paleo, uh, you know, pot pie or whatever, because it'll even take something like a pot pie and it'll switch out all the ingredients to like healthier versions. So if you're like, man, I just really want to make this, you know, whatever it is, it'll switch out the flours for like almond flour, coconut flour. Um, it'll switch out the sugars if there are any sugars to maybe like a coconut palm sugar. Um, it'll take all those worse ingredients and turn them into something better, which is great. But so you can search, you know, paleo pot roast or paleo, whatever it might be and make it in your Instapot or Crock-Pot and then boom, there you go. You know, super simple. What did you make in your Crock-Pot the other day? Wasn't it like a pork butt with, I don't know, yes. some, what was yeah. that? that looked oh, so that's one of my favorites. So yeah. we actually get some stuff from ButcherBox. So it's like a okay. meat delivery service. Um, every single month. And so it's cool because we get all these meats and then it's like, okay, I have this meat, like what do I cook with it? So then you just go online and find a recipe and you, you know, use those meats. But so we get a pork butt every single month, the pastured pork butt. And I always make a big carnita batch with it. So I I put it in the slow cooker. Um, Siete is an incredible brand. If you know about them, then you're like, yes, they're epic. If you don't know about them, uh, go find them at your store. <laughs> so your life is going to be changed. <laughs> yeah. They make a, they make awesome, uh, like grain free, gluten free tortillas, chips. Now they now have like dairy free quesos and hot sauces. And yeah. it's just, man, they really take, take my money. Siete. Yeah. All of it. All Sometimes of it. when I'm eating my meal, it's absolutely ridiculous. I'm like, so I'm using siete tortillas. I'm using siete seasoning. I'm using siete hot sauce. Like it's like, what the and they fuck? even have cookies <laughs> now if you want dessert. <laughs> they do. It's so great. And it's just like, I'm not even sponsored. And look at this. This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. So yeah, we did a pork butt. We just used a siete seasoning packet with the juice of one orange. And you just turn that baby on high for like eight hours and Mm, bomb. We we mix it with like some organic white basmati rice, cilantro, lime. I cooked, uh, did sauteed like onion and bell peppers and then Ooh, some hot sauce and mm, it's my favorite. So good. Yeah. But you can do all kinds of stuff with that. You can make tacos, you can make rice bowls, you can make salad, throw the carnita meat on top of it. It's kind of endless. So that's, that's always a great thing to do. But yeah, so just Find a recipe and go get the ingredients and make that thing. You know, make your life easy, but start cooking more at home so you can use really good, healthy fats and oils like avocado oil, coconut oil, grass-fed butter. Um, olive oil is incredible, but you want to use it at low temperatures. So I typically recommend using avocado or coconut or grass-fed butter at high heat. 
So things like that, just to stay away from the bad rancid oils that are being served at restaurants. Um, so, you know, remove the seed oils, remove sugar out of your life, start reading ingredient labels. If you see sucralose or sugar or just anything that is a sugar name, which there's like 30 or something. Yeah. More. Um, (laughs) so it's, it's ridiculous. You can just like do a Google search for all the names of sugar and you'll see them, but anything that's sugar related, you want to read the ingredient label. And if it's got sugar in it, just try to avoid it. If it's got, if it's using something like organic cane sugar, like a real sugar, then look at the nutrient label, the nutritional label, always look for five grams of sugar or less per serving. So really get sugar out of your life. Remove processed carbs. The only carbohydrates that I eat and recommend are organic rice and organic potatoes. Okay, period. So a lot of people, when they go from the standard American diet to, okay, I'm going to get more into this paleo-ish kind of template, um, they're getting into gluten-free because gluten is a protein found in wheat. Um, we don't do that on the paleo diet and also just for overall health, gluten is inflammatory. So I don't care who you are. You could put 10 people in a room. If they all eat gluten, they're all going to have some effect of gluten. You know, they're going to, they're going to vary on that spectrum, on that scale of sensitivity and response to it. But when you eat that protein, it comes in conjunction with a enzyme called zonulin and it actually creates an inflammatory response. So there's like a little, like think about chemistry. It's like a little reaction in your Bunsen burner that happens. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and it actually creates permeability in the tight junctions between the cells. So if you look at your intestinal lining, it actually creates that little inflammatory response that creates permeability or holes or AKA leaky gut um, in your intestinal lining. So I don't care who you are. It happens. It's science. So removing gluten is a wonderful thing that you can do for your brain, for your energy, for your stamina, for your Mm -hmm. cognitive function. Just do it. And it also takes three months to get gluten out of your body. So a lot of people remove gluten in two weeks and they're like, ah, you know, I don't really notice anything. I'm like, hey, friend, you got, you know, two months and three fourths, you know, to go. So (laughs) (laughs) uh, just keep it up. But so removing gluten is incredible. So removing those processed carbs, you know, anything, wheat, barley, rye, even gluten-free foods, I have to say I'm not a huge fan of. Like, yes, we're talking about siete and eating grain-free tortillas and chips. Those types of foods are out there so we can all survive and keep our sanity, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, It's an incredible company. So you can make carnitas with tacos or you can, you know, have those chips and salsa or queso, you know, every once in a while, if you just are at a party or you really need something or especially for kids, Mm -hmm. right? Poor kids these days. It's like, there's so many um, toxins and chemicals and sugar and bad oils and all kinds of stuff in their snack foods and whatnot. So it's giving them a better option of things to eat. So removing those process cards and definitely remove soda. If you're still drinking soda, get rid of it. And also too, when you're, you know, hiking on the trail, um, you really want to make sure you're staying super hydrated with your good filtered water and be giving yourself some really good electrolytes, you know, get some electrolytes, get some minerals, um, even sea salt. You can just add a little bit of sea salt in your water. It'll give you some good electrolytes, some good trace minerals. It's really good for hydration. So do you have any uh, kind of on the go electrolytes that you like? Mm, 
I know. I've never tried the. I feel like a lot of people have been talking about the LMNT yeah. electrolytes. Yeah, and- Rob Wolf. Um, those are good, and they're like in little single-use packets. So okay. those are actually pretty awesome. Okay. Yeah, I really do like those. But also, you okay. know, kind of one of my just day-to-day staples is like I wake up, I drink a 16-ounce glass of water first thing in the morning with a pinch of sea salt. I actually put some CT minerals in there, which um, are just incredible for minerals first thing in the morning. And then I put a scoop of electrolytes. So I've got like a powdered okay. electrolyte at home and I just put a scoop in there. But yeah, if you're on the go, those LMNT um, single packets are awesome. But also too, you could just bring a little bit of sea salt with you and that would be good too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh. So remove the bad stuff. Yeah. And then... Uh, B vitamins. So let's talk more about like B vitamins, brain health, supporting mitochondrial function. So B vitamins are so, so, so important for that. And so again, a main source of your B vitamins in your diet are going to be, again, organs. So you're going to want to start incorporating more organs, Um, but also too with all of your meats. When you're going to the grocery store, because now you're cooking your own foods and you're looking up recipes and you're going to the store and buying things. Um, you're going to want to be looking for, you know, no hormones, no antibiotics is a baseline, right? And then if you can also do organic, grass-fed, pasture-raised, right, that is just ideal. That is the best. But you do what you can with your budget. So, mm-hmm. but then again, looking into some of those companies that make like the ground organ mixtures and incorporating that into, you know, your meals and whatever you're making. And then vegetables. Um, Same thing with your vegetables. So going back to toxins in our food. um, So glyphosate is a, um, it's a toxin. It's a chemical that they're spraying on our food that actually creates leaky gut. So if you've got leaky gut, you've got inflammation in the gut, right? You've got inflammation in the brain that's creating um, brain fog, cognitive issues, word recall, you walk into a room, you can't remember why you're there. That can be the glyphosate, the toxins in the food, creating that permeability in the gut. And so with your vegetables, you always want to buy whatever you possibly can organic. So like we typically just go to the organic section and what vegetables are here. Cool. That's what we're eating. Um, But if you have a recipe and you're like, man, I really need Brussels sprouts and they don't have organic Brussels sprouts, I always recommend that people look at the Dirty Dozen Clean 15 list. So you can just Google Dirty Dozen Clean 15 food list. And the Dirty Dozen is all the 12 most dirty foods uh, that they heavily spray with pesticides. So like strawberries are on there, spinach is on there, potatoes are on there. So that's why buying organic potatoes is so important. And then the clean 15 is the stuff that you can buy conventional and it's less sprayed. So you can kind of get away with it. I'm still not a fan of the quote unquote less sprayed. Like, what does that mean? They're still spraying my food. Right. But you, it's like you're kind of pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) It's like that second line is kind of there, but not, but you're kind of on the fence about it. Yeah. So, Yeah. (laughs) um, yeah. So always, you know, stick to that if you can. And then again, your healthy carbs. I'm just a really big fan of like organic white rice. Um, I'm not a big fan of brown rice. I'm a fan of white rice because they actually strip it. So they get a lot of like the, um, you know, people are concerned about arsenic and other heavy metals, which heavy metals are a natural mineral in the earth, right? So sometimes it's not a terrible, bad thing, but you definitely don't want to have higher levels than what your body needs to function. Um, so I like the white rice because they strip it of a lot of that stuff. And then also just soak your rice. So you get off that casing that 
um, binds to your minerals when you eat it. So if you just soak in like a bowl of water for a little bit before, um, preferably 30 minutes to an hour to several hours is ideal, but that's a good way to do your rice. And then you just cook it as normal? Okay. Yeah, you can cook it in your pressure cooker, like in your Instant Pot, or you can do like a rice cooker. That's what we use. So boil it on the stove. Yeah. It's so easy in the Instant Pot. It's again. Man, and also too. Everybody needs like four Instant Pots. Sweet potatoes in the Instant Pot. What's that? Sweet potatoes in the Instant Pot. Oh, so good. So good. And so easy. Yeah, so good. Yeah. So um, snacks. Okay, good stuff. Like what can I bring with me when I'm hiking? I'm a really Mm -hmm. big fan of beef jerky, like grass-fed beef jerky sticks. Um, You could also do like some nuts and seeds, but I would stick with like your lower histamine nuts and seeds, like macadamia nuts. Um, You could do like pecans, walnuts, things like that. Um, Some almonds. Um, What else? Berries. So blueberries. Blueberries are incredible for antioxidants, which are wonderful to support brain function. They reduce that oxidative stress and those free radicals in the body that are produced from oxidative stress. And oh gosh, I mean... I guess it's kind of tricky when it comes to snacks because I'm typically like a breakfast, lunch, and dinner kind of gal. Like I just, yeah, <laughs> I eat my three meals. So even maybe when you're hiking, bring something like some kind of leftovers that you can sit on the trail and just munch down when you get hungry. Um, I'm thinking like meatballs with organs or like a hamburger patty, you know, something like that. Maybe some side sauteed vegetables if you can carry that. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds amazing. Are there any, uh, like, let's say it's going to be a multiple day trip, and you're going to get to the point where you just can't carry, like, meat meat with you because you don't have any refrigeration or anything like that. Do you have any, I guess, kind of bars or like those convenient foods where they would be, you know, not your best option, but better than like a Snickers? Yeah. So, um, Epic bars, they are basically meat-based. So it's kind of like a, um, yeah, Epic bars, if people are familiar with them. Um, The chicken sriracha. Oh, so good. good. Yeah. So they've got chicken, they've got bison, they have uh, bison and venison. They have a venison one. Yeah. I think I just mixed those Uh. two words together originally. Uh, (laughs) Bison. uh, (laughs) Bison and venison. (laughs) They've got beef. So I really like those bars. Um, If you want something with maybe a little bit more sugar in there, they've got the RX bars with dates. So those aren't terrible. You could also even just bring like a couple squares of dark chocolate. Dark chocolate has magnesium, which magnesium is so important for brain function. It's obviously an incredible mineral in the body that is actually needed in almost every single cell, you know, process. So you could pop a couple squares of dark chocolate in your mouth. Um, some like less junkier chips. So they make like sweet potato chips that are literally just like sweet potato, avocado oil, and sea salt. So I would just go to like your local kind of health food store, you know, natural grocers, um, whatever you've got locally and just go check stuff out because you can find a lot of like really good vegetable based like snacky type stuff, you know, um, chips and whatnot. And then your bars. Yeah. I just like the Epic. I like the RX. There's not a whole lot of bars out there that I like. So yeah, it's a tough one. There's not very many good ones. Yeah. I mean, I know Dave Asprey makes the like collagen protein bars. Um, I just really don't like the taste of those. 
You know, those are awful. They're so chalky. Yeah. And the ingredients are bad, but it's like, I can't get over the taste. So you have to plug your nose with those. Yeah. And again, for me, like I'm just a huge, like the grass fed beef jerky stick kind of girl. Like, man, pop a couple of those if you need some energy and you're just really hungry, you know? And it's amazing how much, like how much more satiated you are. Mm -hmm. When you have something like that versus a Lara bar yeah. where oh. you're hungry as you're eating it. Yeah, tons of junky ingredients in there. Um, probably soy-based. I'm not sure. I'd have to look. But uh, the other thing too is like dried fruit. So you can get like dried bananas, mangoes, pineapple. I'm a really, really big fan of fruit. I actually love fruit. Um, and right now it's spring. You know, summer is approaching. So fruit is about to be bountiful. So you could do dehydrated dried fruit. Um, that would also be a really good option. Mm-hmm. Oh, dried mangoes. Yeah, I know. Man, I, I, Len and I can smash like a whole thing of those. We go to the grocery store oh, yeah. and I get a thing of dried mangoes and I'm like, shit, these are, you know, gone 20 minutes later. <laughs> right? <laughs> Maybe not 20 minutes, but definitely the day. <laughs> At the end of the day. <laughs> Maybe 30. You have to chew them. Oh my gosh. A lot. <laughs> yeah. But especially if you're outside, it's great. You guys are getting sunshine, you know, which is so important mm-hmm. for mitochondria, for energy production, for brain, mood, you know, cognitive function, energy or sunshine is so important. Um, just make sure you're getting really good sleep, like reparative sleep. If you are out and about and you're having a hard time falling asleep, you know, there's a, a ton of incredible like sleep support supplements. You can take a little bit of melatonin, maybe some L-theanine, maybe some GABA. If your mind is just racing, you can't calm things down. You know, if you need to get to sleep so you can have a really good productive work day, um, work on stress. You know, if, if you have stress from family or from your job or from life in general, I mean, kind of, we all have stress, right? I mean, waking up, dealing with the kids, um, whatever it might be. So really figuring out what works for you to manage that, because that's also so important for overall cognitive function, brain function, energy, you know, all these things to just make you the best version of yourself. You've got to really address any kind of stress stuff going on. So um, journaling, bringing a little journal in your backpack with you, even maybe doing like a five to 10 minute meditation before you go to sleep. I'm also a really big fan of EFT. It's emotional freedom technique. You can go to, uh, Dr. Mercola has got a cool little website on it. It's a eft.mercola.com, but it's a tapping. So you're basically tapping on acupressure points on your body, which is super I use the tapping solution app. Okay. Love it. Yep. Super cool. Yeah. So stress is something we all have. So just, uh, work on that. If you need to. What about, uh, you know, the people that like to say, Oh, I'll just have a glass of wine Mm. because that'll put me to sleep, like a glass or two of wine before bed. So I'm all about balance. You know, I'm okay Mm -hmm. with, oh, I'll have a a glass of wine or two if that's like two or three nights out of the week, right? But if you're like having a glass of wine or two every single night to de-stress and put yourself to sleep, that's a problem. So Mm -hmm. alcohol produces toxins in our body. You know, it just does. It's toxic. It's a poison. Yeah, I it mean, really is. Point blank. Um, so why do people get pissed off when they're drunk? It's because their liver is pissed off. It's because your body has literally been poisoned. And so people that like have alcohol and turn like ragey or get angry, it is literally the alcohol overburdening their liver. And that's why they're having those issues. So it is a poison. So I would say it's a problem if you're doing it every night, you know, um, to kind of medicinally soothe yourself, I would think you need to pull back from that. You know, 
Um, really just try to find some other technique or therapy that you can use. Go outside, listen to the birds, you know, um, enjoy the sunset, enjoy the cool air at night. Um, mm-hmm. Again, all these other techniques, meditation, EFT, deep breathing. I mean, there's so many people out there that get more into this, like Eileen Lyon, um, Sam Harris. I mean, there's just, you know, incredible resources out there. But yeah, and also with the alcohol, I remember reading and I I can't remember exactly what phase it is, but it initially kind of helps you go to sleep, but or it's, you know, it's a depressant, but then you can't get into I think it's REM sleep. So you wake up not feeling totally rested. You're like, well, I slept for eight hours, but you know, I kind of feel like I got punched in the face. (laughs) I don't feel rested. Yeah, 100 percent. So your body has to deal with breaking down those chemical compounds um, over doing what they're supposed to be doing, right? Mm, interesting. Okay. So it's kind of like your body is giving up um, what it should be doing. So it's like if your boss puts something on your desk, but then somebody else is like, hey, can you handle this for me? And you're trying to do both things at once. Like you're probably not going to be super efficient at one thing like you should be because you're trying to multitask and get two things done. It's kind of what's going on with your body when you drink alcohol at night. Like it should be resting, repairing, producing hormones, all these incredible things, but it's also having to deal with the toxins from alcohol and just the metabolic process of breaking that down and getting out of your system. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I have a new rule of no drinking the night before photo shoot. I really like it. Period. Because I did, I went to this art show before a photo shoot and I had two drinks and I, it was a sunrise photo shoot the next day. And I mean, I stopped drinking by, I think, 8.30. And I was so out of it that next day. And I'm actually redoing the photo shoot because it was, I, I just did not bring my best version yeah. to myself. So that's why I was asking about the alcohol because, you know, I just experienced all of that where I didn't really sleep. And I was such a mess that morning. Yeah. Uh, you know, just could not get my shit together. And I was like, oh, man. Like it had this, luckily it was an engagement session, but had this been somebody's elopement day, like you just fucked up their like most special day. Oh, yeah. 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 So much pressure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah, at the end of the day, alcohol is not good. If we could all just stay away from it, that would be great. But let's be honest. Yeah. Who's going to, who's going to do that? (laughs) Every once in a while. (laughs) Exactly. It's all about balance. It's just, it's all about balance. So I would say really just kind of look at how much you're drinking and try to do what you can to reduce that. Now, there's a lot of really awesome supplements that you can be taking to support yourself um, Oh yeah, as an elopement photographer. So especially, you know, um, going back to the B vitamins, the low-hanging fruit for brain function, and they support mitochondria. So they, they are just the foundation for what mitochondria needs to make ATP for energy. So if you've got your diet dialed down and you're drinking filtered water and you've changed out all your products and you're doing all these other things, but you're still having maybe some energy concerns or kind of like cognitive issues, um, you could start doing B vitamins and, you know, in supplemental form, like a B compound. And that could be really, really helpful. Um, Also things, antioxidants are wonderful. So kind of early, we mentioned blueberries for a short minute. Um, Glutathione is also an antioxidant that helps the body detox. So if you do have some of these other things going on, like mold, mold toxins, uh, chemicals, um, you know, pollutants in the body, other toxins, 
Glutathione is an antioxidant that basically helps to push all that stuff out of the cell so that it gets mobilized. And then you can, you know, pee and poop it out. You can dump it out of your system. So glutathione can be a really awesome antioxidant to help the body get rid of those toxins that are ultimately hurting mitochondria, hurting our cells, creating brain dysfunction and energy issues. Um, also just, again, kind of being on the trail, eating a handful of blueberries, having some of that dehydrated berry fruit um, can be wonderful to get throughout your day. Uh, another supplement that I really love for cognitive function is lion's mane. So, oh, interesting. Okay. Uh-huh. So lion mane is a medicinal mushroom. Um, and a lot of people actually take it because it's helpful for cognitive function. And it actually is helpful for cognitive functional through blood sugar regulation. So we were talking about sugar, oh. blood sugar dysregulation, insulin spikes and drops. Uh, lion's mane actually is really helpful for stabilizing blood sugar, which is really obviously helpful for the brain, getting that insulin in check, which is awesome. Um, and the lion's mane has actually been shown to repair brain cells. So when you have damaged brain cells, they actually did a study um, on rats where lion's mane reduced the cells that were damaged by a stroke, which oh, super interesting. interesting. Yep. Yeah. So if you have damaged brain cells from anything, I mean, through life, right? <laughs> Damaging mm-hmm. our brain cells with whatever you've been doing. Um, lion's mane can actually be really reparative for that, which is super cool. And it also helps antioxidant function, which again, reduces that, um, you know, free radicals from the oxidative stress. So it stimulates brain cell growth. So a lot of doctors are like, we can't grow new brain cells, but actually we can. And it's been proven, it's been shown um, in the recent years. So that's also really, really cool. And then lion's mane is also super beneficial for depression, anxiety, mood, um, and it decreases overall inflammation in the brain. So it's just a really, really super awesome um, mushroom that you can take to support brain cognitive function. And then reishi mushrooms. Reishi is another really good one that's good for the brain. Um, Ginkgo. So you can actually get ginkgo and that helps improve blood flow in the brain. So right, moving the blood flow, moving the oxygen around, super important. Ginkgo can be really reparative for that. Um, There's some other ones, but I think that if you're just like getting started with you know, supplements to support mm-hmm. brain function. I think that's great. Again, going back to the B vitamins, those are really awesome because they do brain and they do mitochondria. So you can start with something like that. Um, and then again, something as easy as glutathione or some lion's mane is just incredible. And then also, I love it. Yeah. Being a, uh, being an elopement photographer, I also just have to say, you know, the stress and the demand of you guys' schedule, the physical, uh, load, right, of hiking and getting to wherever you're going, um, adrenal, like adaptogenic supportive mm-hmm. herbs, mm-hmm. I also feel like could be really, really, really helpful. So if you're doing like ashwagandha or licorice root or eleuthero, uh, shishonda berry, stuff like that can just be so awesome for loving those little adrenals that are like, man, I'm working really hard right now. (laughs) (laughs) We're working so hard because they're regulating our blood sugar too. (laughs) Yep. Oh yeah. Blood sugar, stress response, hormones, all kinds of stuff. So you can give those guys a little bit of love, which would be super awesome as well. But those are some of the supplements I think I would start with. Awesome. 
Well, Megan, thank you so, so much for all of this information. I'm definitely going to be placing a supplement order (laughs) today because I need a few of those as well. Where is the best place if somebody says, hey, I want to work with you further, I need to know more information, how can people reach out to you? So you can find me at my website, uh, www.megangump.com pretty simple. So you can go check out what I do. I am a functional medicine practitioner. So I work clinically with clients. We run um, incredible comprehensive functional medicine lab tests. We really get to the root of why people are having symptoms. We want to you know, discover what is ultimately creating the body to dysfunction. So that is what I do clinically with my Uh, people that I work with. But yeah, if you just go to my website, you can learn more about me and you can also book a free 15 minute call. So if you want to hop on the phone with me, I'm happy to just chat and go over what I do specifically and what that consultation process looks like. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. Yeah. And then also uh, check me out on Instagram at Megan.Gump. That is just another place where I put uh, educational information so you guys can just learn more about stuff. Yes. I love it. Yep. Well, thank you for having me. This has been so much fun. And I hope that your listeners learn some stuff from today and they can start making some diet and lifestyle changes to just ultimately go out there and conquer those photo shoots. I love it. All right, friend. Thank you.